0: jay
1: right in your face welcome back to episode numero cinco of the fadeaway it's your host fatty alongside me i got zinedine zaydan <laughs> what's poppin slime
0: not too bad how are you
1: hanging out uh, just kind of dealing with this snow man it's it's been a little yeah. crazy yo it's funny how this stuff only happens on the weekend right but monday to friday when you actually have to go to work it's clear. It's
0: clear. Only yeah. when you have stuff that you want to do. Exactly. It gets snowy.
1: Exactly. Man, exciting night last night. Boogie's back. Huge. Yeah, he had a pretty Huge. good game. I think he had 14, 14 and 6 in like 15 minutes and fouled out.
0: And 6 fouls as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the YMCA fouls. He's Man, he's so gassed. But, I mean, the, he the still fact t- that he came back and just had a pretty good outing, I'm, I'm happy for the guy.
0: He's still got to get into it a little bit, get like game shape, game, yeah. game rhythm going back. So, obviously, you don't expect him to foul out in 15, 16 minutes. But um, his first his first basket was a dunk. You know, like nice to see that he can actually lift off his feet. Second one
1: was a Golden State three. So yeah, exactly. Right right in the mix.
0: He had three threes, I think, that game. So he's 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 actually become the third Splash Brother. Um, And and it's
1: scary how good they look with him in the lineup. It's almost like he's been there for years, right?
0: It's scary to have him in general. You know, it was the first time five All Stars have started since like the 1970s or something. It's ridiculous. And it's just. It's gonna destroy everything now. And right, when you think forward, about
1: it, I think they they signed him for what like five million dollars. So when you look at their either. payroll, it's it's not a problem. Like, I no, think no. They we're gonna offer Pat McCaw five million dollars. So to, Six, to put yeah. that in put that yeah. in perspective. They have yeah. um, they have D- DC for five five million for this year. But right. um, it's funny we we bring up contracts and five million dollars for DC. Uh, we were I think at Bebo's house earlier this week and we were discussing. Some of the contracts that we see in the NBA, there's a little bit of outrageous contracts that we have in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, off the top, do you know of any notable ones that you wanna? Off the bring top, to
0: I, I think there's the I think there's the obvious ones. You know, talk about John Wall's ridiculous contract. We talk about that many times, Chandler even Parsons. even between yeah. ourselves. Chandler Parsons, Chris Paul got a fat one, and he's a little bit past his prime, so yep. that's why you don't expect him to get a big contract like that. Mello. But Mellow, exactly.
1: Chris lost contract, by the way. Yeah, but that's not fair. Yeah, Chris for the, Bosch, he's making yeah, uh, 27 that twenty-seven million this year.
0: You can't suspect Chris Bosh's issues, yeah. but with guys like CP and, and John Wall, I didn't want to include these guys as the worst contracts right now just because they're injured. Yeah. John Wall, we saw a bit of him. You know, he looked fat. He had a game where he dropped like forty points or whatever, yeah. right? Russell so we, yeah, we don't we don't know enough about. How they're going to play To say they're the worst contract So what I'm going to do I'm going to go with a guy That is active He's playing healthy He's been healthy for Three seasons Relatively healthy So I'm going to go with Hassan Whiteside From the Miami Heat So One you don't really You don't really expect that To be a bad contract when When you think about bad contracts But just a little bit of a background. So, 2014 and 2015, he was on a two-way deal with the Miami Heat. He was like a D-League player. He had like a two-year, 1.7 million dollar contract.
1: When all he wanted to do was improve his 2K rating. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously, he
0: had a great like season on the 2015 season where they called him up. He had a few good games. He was it was almost like the Jeremy Lin story, you know, just a, just a star in the D-League, and it became a star in the NBA. Yeah. After the 2015 season, he signed a four-year, 98 million dollar contract not bad you know he's still young maybe 26 years old 98 million for a dollars guy
1: who can't even shoot
0: exactly oh, that, that that really helps much. me out a lot that brings me to some of my points <laughs> so his first year he had a great first year yeah. after signing a fat contract like that 17 points 14 rebounds two blocks played 77 games yeah not That's bad not you bad know missed five games of the season amazing second year numbers dipped 14 points 11 rebounds 1.7 blocks he's still a great rim protector regardless of his numbers played 54 games that second season, mm, a little 18 bit, games. yeah, a little bit more injury prone, yeah, a little bit more injury prone. And now it's his third season, and he's only averaging twelve and twelve. I say only because of a guy of his contract, of his caliber. What do you expect? What What do you expect his numbers to be? Twenty and twelve. Twenty and At twelve. Least. Exactly. You want him to be a scorer, and you want him to be a great. He's still a great rim protector, but as far as productivity goes, he doesn't give you the points that you want. You know why? He, can't, he shoot. can't shoot. He can't shoot the ball. And when you compare him, the top ten bigs last week. Do we bring him up at all? No, I not one time. About him. Exactly. Yeah. So you sign a guy a max deal, ninety eight million dollars, and we don't even talking about him as a top ten big in the league.
1: He can't shoot. You know, we put in DeAndre Ayton because nobody else. Exactly. <laughs> we said nobody else. Just for the
0: so you bring a guy who can't shoot. You know, he, he has a, a bit of a back to basket game, which is expected of a, of a center, but he's an old school center. You know, and when you're signing him in 2016 to a fat contract like that, you see how Golden State plays. You gotta think about the future. You gotta think about where the game is going. Right it's not going with a big with a, with a back to the basket kind of guy at the five position. He's yep. going with a, maybe a bit more of a stretch five. And then you got guys like JV who eat him every single matchup they, they face each other. JV
1: uh is a white side killer. He's
0: a white side killer, yeah. right? And JV Especially even in the playoffs. Even JV has expanded his range and he's yeah. a more old school big and man as well. He's a high percentage free throw shooter. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. So, you sign a guy to a max deal who can't shoot who can't stretch the floor out for you. He can't even shoot mid ranges. Like yeah. at least Lamarcus Aldridge, I argued for him last week. At least he can shoot mid range yeah. shots. He doesn't shoot threes, but he can shoot to some degree. Whiteside can't shoot at all. So You, you know, know who and- can
1: shoot too? B Lopez?
0: It's no, I'm fine, just, I'm, I'm just, not worried about being a little pissed right now. Um, but, you know, for a guy for on a max D-line, I'm pretty sure he's the, he's the highest payroll on the Heat roster. Yeah. You need more out of this guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you bring to the fact that in that second year, he had a bit of team drama. You know, he didn't like his role. He came out publicly, he said he wasn't impressed with his role. And he didn't like how the team was playing, how it was being fit around him. Yeah. That just adds more fuel to the fire. And then also, you had rumors in that second year that Miami wanted to offload him. But nobody wanted to pay twenty six million dollars in the last two years. Not at all. He has right? a bad attitude too. Yeah, that's exactly. But he it. had
1: some issues with Spo. I think Spo was not using him or something. Right. And he's like, oh, I should be used more. I should have the ball more.
0: Right. So, so when you when you look at that deal, ninety eight million dollars, you just pretty much wasted on a guy that has a bad attitude. He's not obviously not gonna be a transcendent player in the game, but yeah. he's still an old school type of player. He's not gonna give you what you need to go further and to go into the future. Um. So I think the, the Heat, they really tied themselves up with this with this contract. So he's guaranteed. million next year, and he's got a player option for that that next year. So he can opt in. $27 million. He can opt into $27 million next year, which is his last year in that contract. And I doubt he's going to get a contract even remotely close to that after that. Yeah.
1: Though there was like a 10 minute time span where people were saying, oh, the Raptors had Whiteside. They could have had one of the best bigs in the league. One of the best bigs in the league. And I think that that died down. And it was honestly
0: deservingly so. Like he was showing great signs. You know, from a guy to come from the D league and become a star like that, that quickly, you know, you get excited. Yeah. Miami, he got really excited. Give yeah, him a hundred million dollars, and yeah. it didn't pan out the way the way they wanted it to. So that's my take on on the um, the worst contract in the NBA today. I know you've got something a little bit different than me.
1: I do, yeah. I hear you on that because a lot of people don't really think Whiteside, but he's yeah. locked in for a hundred million dollars. He's got twenty seven coming next year. Right. Significant amount, especially you know the Heat. They don't really have a max player. They, they don't. So it, it's tough that that's one of your slots being used on Whiteside. And I think they're in the playoffs right now. But again, a low low tier first team, round team. You, first round Yeah, is it. at best. For me, my—so I looked at a few of them, okay? Right. There was uh, Otto Porter in there. We know about that one. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about this one because a lot of people like him, but Andre Drummond is locked in for a pretty good amount of money, but I'm not sold on him. But for me, I think what I'm going to go with is Nicholas Batum. So Nicholas Batum with the Charlotte Hornets. Right. For 2018-19, he's guaranteed $24 million. Wow! 2019-20, he's got 25.5 mil, And then his option year, 2020-21, to 21, is twenty seven point one million dollars. These are white tight numbers. His guaranteed is fifty million dollars, <laughs> guaranteed. Fifth, <laughs> the next two years are guaranteed dollars for Nick Batum. Are you kidding me, man? I think Nick Batum at his best when he was on Portland. Still didn't deserve half this contract. He was the still a third
0: option on Portland. Even, yeah, the fact, fact I mean? that
1: Charlotte. And then you look at you know a guy like Kemba Walker having a career year. What can they really do when they're tied to Nick Batum for the next two, maybe three years? Who's going to take that contract? Nick Batum is injury prone. He's really not that great of a player. I think he's, like, a glorified Draymond Green. He was the guy getting you, like, the 10-point triple-doubles a couple years a ago. A few like, times. Like, yeah, 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 Here yeah, and there. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that this guy's locked in for another $50 million, it's a little bit ridiculous to me. There's a few bad contracts out there, but, man, when I really look at Nick Batum, I just struggle, man. Like, you're looking at... Kemba's not going to be in his prime for a while, and he's having a great year. I think he got injured a few weeks ago, tweaked... An ankle, and he's yeah. been a little bit slower yeah, since, right. but he's having a career year. I think this is probably his best season. I think it's a contract
0: year this year for him. I well, don't know how much I, you're going to give him I don't him know this who's going to
1: give him a contract, but Charlotte's trending well, to give him $60 million guaranteed because, I mean, the fact that they paid Nick Batum this much he'll is stay, a little though. bit ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Very quickly, I just want to say this because we obviously we always talk about bad deals and you know GMs who made a blue, this contract signing, whatever. Obviously, yeah. you can't tell things in the future. You kind of just look at it now and you look at the upside yeah. and all that. But sometimes these teams... Need to sign these guys to big deals, and what I mean by that is that if they don't give him this, they don't give Whiteside this this contract. He's gonna go somewhere else yeah. after he had a, a great season for you. Yeah. You know, so how do you ever mitigate or replace a guy like Hassan Whiteside unless yeah. you draft a god coming out of college? And you won't do that because you're not a lottery team. Yeah. So sometimes I think these teams have to give this kind of money just to stay relevant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: For sure. And uh, another one I want to mention and there is Daniel Gallinari. He's locked in for forty-four million. Dude, to the he's next been making two years. money, man. Yeah, so he he's locked in for a bit too. But I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers because I know that earlier this week they had a huge win against the Thunder.
0: Huge. Uh, Zubats yes. had a huge game, twenty-six yes. and twelve, he was Kuz. shooting
1: like eleven of thirteen or twelve of fourteen or something crazy like that. Kuz so dropped thirty. Cruz yeah, but Kuz drops thirty on the regular. Still. So. But we talk about the Lakers and and we see them without LeBron they're sitting at 5 and 7 which really is not the worst but when you look at the games that they have Dude. lost it's not and and the games that they have won like when is Zubat going to get you 26 and 12 off 97% from the field goal like it's not going to it's not going to be repeated
0: not not only that though they dropped to 8th. Yeah. And it's a tight race in the west. You yeah, can't afford in the west to you be can, at 8, you know what all? I mean?
1: So I want to ask you what uh what you attribute the Lakers woes to obviously LeBron being out is significant right. but you had magic in the in the media last year, saying we have a lot of untouchables on this team, and yeah, I, you know what, I'll just leave this to you. What do you what do you think?
0: Obviously, we can. We're talking about without LeBron, so LeBron's not to blame. Yeah, Rondo's not to blame. He's out too. I'm gonna go with two sets of people. I'm not gonna blame Luke Walton because I think Luke Walton's done a great job with what he's been given, and I don't agree. I, I think he's done a great job. And what with coaching a uh, ego like LeBron, it's not as easy as it seems. There's no right? way he's
1: coaching LeBron. They were drafted in the same class. There's no it way LeBron matter. looks at this man and says, I respect you as a
0: coach. I'm going to blame two sets of people. I'm going to blame the young guys. Okay. And I'm going to blame Robin Magic. Okay. Two separate reasons, right? So the young guys, these guys have, have not stepped up. Kuz is the only one out of these young guys that stepped up. Lonzo playing somewhat better. Um, now that LeBron and Rondo are out, because he's kind of forced to play better. He's so inconsistent. He, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I want to shed some light on this. Their free throw percentages this year have been awful. And these are guards that can't shoot. It's like you going into work and saying you go to your job and saying you don't have people skills to do your job, or I can't do math to do my job. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you become an NBA guard and you can't shoot a free throw? Yeah. So Lonzo, averages and how do you, four-
1: you multiply that by six and have them all on the same team? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So when you scout, that's my second point. I'll I'll get there soon. But Lonzo shoots 41% from the free throw line. In college, he shot 67. And this is a guy putting up one a game. Exactly. He's putting up one a game, shooting 44%. <laughs> right. BI shoots 62%. He shot 68 Jeez. in college. He got worse from college. Are you serious? Kuzma shoots 77. We, hey. I like Kuz. Kuz is obviously Love kind Kuz. of... He's elevated himself above all these young guys. And he um, also wasn't a lottery pick. So it's hard. Exactly. To, yeah, so he's, exactly. he's exceeding everybody's expectations. Right. Hart shoots 68 in college. He shot 72. Decrease again. Lance and JaVale shoot 64 and 66 respectively, and these guys are veterans. How can you not shoot free throws? It's a, it's a basic necessity if you play basketball. You have to be able to shoot free throws. Yeah. Now, I know LeBron also, has, he struggled himself. I think he's shooting 68% from the, yeah, from the free LeBron throw line, which, is, kind of, which is weird. I know he's struggled with that over the years, but, dude, these guys are young. These guys are guards, man. Yeah. you got to be able to shoot the ball. And then that comes. That brings me to Robin Magic. Robin, how do you not see this in college? How do yeah. you not do things to improve this going forward? You know your team can't shoot. Get shooters, or if your personnel can't shoot, yeah. get a shooting coach. Work on their shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at this point right now, they're they're, they're still too young to win games. But a guy like Bi, they said he's untouchable before that before the beginning of the season. <laughs> this guy, him. he dropped eight points or something like that 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 night. Who's gonna drop thirty two?
1: Yep, one of eight, maybe one of yeah. nine.
0: Who, so what? Who are you gonna keep this guy just because if he looks like Kevin Durant? He, you think he might <laughs> play like Kevin Durant? It's like Bruno Caboclo. We're saying, oh, he's the Brazilian Kevin Durant. Come on, like, you got to be serious. These young guys don't, they don't look like they want to play. Especially, like, I love Lonzo, and Lonzo's, even his demeanor is sometimes like, oh, I'm, he has that millennial, that kind of millennial demeanor where Lonzo, I don't, yeah. I don't care, you know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm here. I'm going, I'm yeah, no. yeah, exactly, right? Um, B.I., like, he, he shows that he tries, but it just doesn't work out for him. And it's yeah. like, you got to do something differently. Josh Hart, I don't think he's living up to any expectation he's had, and not, 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 not that he's had many. And not then you got all. your veterans who are on the bench, like Javale. Javale, obviously, not really a leader, but a guy like Lance, these guys should be vocal guys. Yeah, you guys have been around the league. Javale, you you have a couple of championships. You know, you know what it takes to win. You got to do a better job of leading these guys, even though you yeah. might not be as good. You, you guys have you have like guys like Jared Dudley leading the the Brooklyn Nets to wins, because and they and the and guys like Dinwiddie and, and DeAndre Russell who. Are actually playing like all stars. They say Jared Dudley is a great guy. Inwood is my
1: pick for six men of the year. Yeah, he's been great. This guy is incredible. But
0: you guys have they have veterans that they're although they're not good, they've been around the league. Yeah, and they still know how to lead. Yeah. So for me, it's Robin Magic not giving the Lakers the pieces. Obviously, they brought in LeBron, but yeah. LeBron brought in him himself. They didn't bring him in and he's here you know from what Hollywood, I mean? exactly and the young guys the young guys have to step up too.
1: i think his kid wants to, or it's better for his kid to play high school ball in la so he, he was down to play factors in la that right lebron considered that we're not coming from magic and Rob. right exactly it, it's funny you bring that up because i look at the reasoning as to why the lakers are you know struggling a little bit without lebron there's no question that lebron is lebron who he is right yeah. so obviously when you when you miss lebron You can obviously struggle a little bit, and it's okay. But I also blame Magic and Rob, but I also want to put some blame on Luke Walton. I'll get into that in a little bit. mm. So Magic and Rob, they constructed this team in the the poorest fashion. So of the 15-man roster, Mm -hmm. they have eight guards. They all can't shoot. Eight twos. They're not even ones. They're all twos. (laughs) You got BI. You got Lonzo. You got Hart. You got KCP. You got Caruso. And these are all guards. I think Caruso is maybe a one with Lonzo. Uh, and then you look at the age on this team. Mm-hmm. So BI is ninety seven, Lonzo's ninety seven, Hart's ninety five, KCP's ninety three, Caruso ninety four, Zubat's ninety seven. So all these guys young. are younger than twenty three years yeah. of age. Okay. I think maybe KCP's the oldest, he's about twenty six. Right. But you look at a team that A, they're all the same position. Yeah. B they're all young guys. So Magic and Rob when they're sitting in a room and they're saying these guys are untouchable, and then you bring in LeBron who's thirty three, what do you think his window is? Why are you surrounding him with guys who've never yeah. been in the spotlight? Why yeah. are you surrounding him with a lottery team plus LeBron? This is not a team built to win. Uh, they missed out huge on Paul George last year, but I honestly don't even think they were active in going to get him. It seemed to me like they were complacent. They were going to yeah. take the year to see where they're at. And then you have all of a sudden LeBron goes down with his first serious injury in his career. Yeah. And a groin injury is not... At that age I, I don't, too? I don't want to say it's, it's an easy injury because it's not at all, but especially like you said at that age it could years linger old. this yeah, could go yeah, forward and yeah, yeah. and what happens in the future this is going to deter a lot of superstars from maybe coming. from considering to come to LA the market is selling itself but when you look at LeBron and his injury mixed with the guys on this team I just don't think the construct of this team is really good at all I think Magic's all talk he's just a he's charismatic guy he's a face and and yeah. in LA right now Magic can do no wrong because Magic is a Lakers legend so um when you look at that I think Magic and Rob have a lot to reconsider about why I want to put the blame a little bit on Luke as well is because this team is sluggish they come out games and they start really slow consistently Mm -hmm. they shoot free throws poorly consistently so as a coach when you have a guy or guys who are under the age of 23 yeah and you're not pushing them you're not forcing them to shoot a million free throws in practice you're not picking up the the slack or making them you know approach games with a better attitude you've got to look at the leader of that team and say well where's the disconnect because you have guys like Greg Popovich who are bringing the absolute maximum out of D-League players. Yeah. This this DJ White guy. You're telling me DJ White on the scouting report is going to have anything over BI, over Lonzo, over Hart, over KCP? I don't think so. This but, is just so a guy I'm, who Let's look at the Brooklyn Nets. These guys are all There's a difference all these players. Things. And and they're they're like we talk about, you know, the Nets coach and and Greg Popovich as well. Yeah, yeah. These guys are hard workers, and they work hard for their coaches. This is, to me, I don't think that they respect Luke. Um, obviously, it's hard when you have a lot of lottery guys who come in and their chest is puffed. That's what I'm saying, exactly, that, yeah. But either they got to reconsider the coach, or the coach has got to do a better job of, of making it known that this is what we got to do, this is our agenda, mm. get to work, improve on
0: that. And the reason why I disagree with that is because you you bring in guys like that are in the D-League. These guys work hard just so that they can make it there and sustain Guys that you bring you bring in that are lottery picks, they're going to come in like, oh, yeah, I'm a second overall pick. I'm a first overall pick, third yeah. overall pick, whatever. I'm already here. Yeah. That's why Kuz is working harder than all these guys. He's not a lottery pick. He's a late 20s, right, yeah. in the first round. So the reason why I'm not going to put the blame on Luke is because, to me, a coach can only bring you so far, yeah. right? He can only instill so much work ethic into you and, and drive into you. And teams now, they practice a lot less than they used to just to stay healthy and, you know, give the players rest. So you're not going to have them practice free-throw shooting in the middle of the season. It's the player's responsibility to come in and say, hey, look, this is what I've done in the offseason. I've worked on my shooting. I've worked on my my ball handling. I've worked on my free-throw shooting. It's their responsibility to improve. If you show no improvement year over year, why am I keeping you on this team?
1: Jim Boylan, when he took over the Bulls, there was a huge issue because he went in and they lost by 50 at home. It was and he like made the a And he said, you know what, you're practicing for two and a half hours straight. A lot and of they- guys didn't like it, and he said, oh, well. You're they a cried though athlete, right yeah they cried but he they still had to do it so there's there's no I feel like Luke is too passive, and Luke is too worried about his relationship with these guys. You know, being no, a he's worried about his job. Being man. he's worried coach. about his job. No he should chance. Be worried regardless. Magic no. doesn't like him. I think the only reason he That's has a his job guy. is because of uh, Genie. The, yeah, Genie, Genie Bucks. Yeah. Right.
0: So he's not the guy that they chose. Yeah. Came, uh, Luke was there before Magic and Rob came in. So yeah. any wrong move he makes, he's gone. Right, and and it makes it kind of tough because he's a. I mean, Luke's not a Lakers legend, but he's a Laker. Yeah. Right. He yeah. came in as a Laker. He won. He's a champion. He's too. on. He's, yeah, he won yeah. rings with Kobe and the Lakers. Yeah. Right. So.
1: He and Kobe combined for 81
0: that (laughs) one. But there's just I wouldn't put it on Luke more than Rob and and Magic and and more more than the young guys. They have more control to do the things that they want to do, bring in the personnel, and the young guys they got to play better. Like I understand maybe a couple games off, you know, you can't a bad shooting night, but this is consistent year over year. Bi, it's your third year. What are you doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you What do you want to be? Do you want
0: to be a fourth option? Do you want to be a guy who's just known as the guy who? Looks like KD and has a ceiling like KD, but never ends up living to it.
1: He's the Ed Davis of the world, who is always mm. getting, better out, yeah. getting better, but never getting better. It's unbelievable to me. I want to challenge you on something. Uh, I was listening to, I think it was the Bill Simmons podcast earlier this week, and they brought up this. You listen to other podcasts. Uh, I do listen to other podcasts. Are you I, I do. I must confess, but only only like halfway through, and then I stop. on <laughs> I'm like, we're the way play. better than this, but <laughs> uh, but Bill Simmons brought up an interesting point. Um, he was talking to Zach Lowe, and they they bring up. You look at KD. Right, and the, and people always bring up KD, and and they compare him to LeBron, and they say, oh, you know what, KD is taking the torch. He's, you know, he's after he won. He's, yeah. yeah, he's he's wow. superseded that level, that LeBron level. He's now the guy, right? And then they look at KD's years in the NBA. So KD's never had to be LeBron. KD's right. always had guys that he could defer to, guys that the blame gets deflected to. You look yeah. at his first couple years. Yeah. I think it was seven or nine seasons in OKC, he had Russ. Maybe in the first couple of years he didn't have Russ, but we don't really consider first him year he didn't have Russ. Rookie records. sophomore but it, year, they were like, the Sonics. Exactly. So that, that you know that was its own thing. But he always had Russ. Russ is the guy bringing up the ball.
0: Mm-hmm. Russ is
1: the guy controlling the pace of the game. He's a great defender. He's a great player. But then when things went wrong, when things went south, Russ is shooting too much. Russ isn't passing to KD. Russ, 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 Russ. So we always shifted the blame. And then he moves over to Golden State, and there's there's nothing that we can say other than the fact that he's playing with Steph Curry, who's, <laughs> I think, putting up 30 a game this year. He's having, like, almost his best season after winning unanimous MVP with right. his best season. And Steve Kerr. Steve a Kerr. Genius. Steve Kerr. Genius. Clay Thompson, one of the best shooters yeah. of all time. Draymond Green. So... There's a lot of things. And then you look at Draymond Green, who is the guy that people deflect blame onto on the Warriors. Right, so right. it's almost like KD just slides under the radar all the time. And it's really hard to compare him to LeBron because he's never had to have that role. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you is, do you think that KD's move to the Warriors, did that tarnish his legacy forever? I would say, because I, I, I personally uh, think it does.
0: I'm not going to say forever. And there's a reason why I'm not going to say forever, because 50 years from now, our, our kids are not going to say he moved to the Warriors. They had five all-stars, whatever, whatever, whatever. They say, oh, Kevin Durant has two rings or however many he finishes off with, and he has two finals MVPs. Everything over the years gets broken up. And it's a broken telephone. Every yeah. decade, you lose a little bit of detail. MJ, you don't never talk about the Wizards. No. You know what I mean? Kobe Bryant, never talked about when he wanted to lead the Lakers. Well, Magic, right?
1: you never talk about Magic winning a championship with three of the biggest yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> superstars of all time. Right.
0: So so right now, because we're in the moment, we know what he did. We know who the Golden State Warriors have. So we talk about it. We're saying, KD, you've ruined your legacy. And you had Richard Jefferson with his um, Players' Tribune article, it was, right? Yep. Saying, not all rings are worth the same. And he's like, Golden State Golden knows, St. that. knows that. Yeah. Which I agree. I think that the rings that KD has aren't the same as the rings that LeBron has. Because LeBron was the guy. He was the guy in the league the guy on the team he had kevin love and kyrie for the first uh for the last one and then he had chris bosh That's and dwayne rade of kevin love whatever he's still an all-star what, what, what do you want him to do um but he had he had two other all-stars on his team not four yeah not three and and he did lebron never had a hall of fame kind of coach yeah
1: and lebron takes the blame for everything everything, everything. that happens the on most the most scrutinized on, he's taking the blame for it
0: the, the most scrutinized athlete probably ever yeah. in american sports is lebron james so KD didn't ruin his his legacy in the future. He ruined it now because we all know what, what yeah. kind of team he went to. So in the future, obviously, our kids are going to be like, oh, KD has two rings, two finals MVPs, scoring championships, whatever. But what was funny after we did our episode last week on the greatest scorer, I told you, I'm like, it's crazy what KD did because we didn't even bring up KD as being one of the best scorers in the league. Yeah. And on OKC, when he was on OKC, people were like this guy's the best scorer. He's also in the league. 50,
1: 40, 90 club year in year out. Exactly, he's, he's 50, 40, 90 this year with 27 a game. Right, there's no doubt what he does on the court is is amazing. But like I said, man, it's really hard to look at Steph Curry, who's putting up more points a game, who's shaking up the league. You look at Clay, you look at Dre, you look at Steve Kerr. Now they have Dre, DeMarcus. Huh? It's really hard for me, man, like to to give him any sort of recognition because you were right there. You were up 3-1
0: yeah.
1: against the Warriors in the conference final, and you were right there. And instead of you know maybe redoing it or going to a team that will help you beat the team that just beat you, you Be go and you join the 73-9 and team, the team that ju- you just choked against. And, yeah. and the funny thing is we bring that up, and they only talk about, oh, Russ shot them out of that series. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah it's absolutely. It's a 2% game. You don't lose three games in a row but one because guy. of one guy. It doesn't work like that. So for me... It's hard for me to give recognition to Kevin Durant for his time with the Warriors. What he did is incredible. He's a great I'm player. Sure, I'm you know, sure there's no playing doubt. Wide open basketball because all your teammates are threats right. is is a lot harder than when you can just focus on LeBron. Uh, mm-hmm. In his case with the Cavs, you just focus on LeBron and Kevin Love or LeBron and Kyrie, and really everyone else is just there to there, fill yeah. the lineup. But when you have five threats on the court at all time, it's really hard to focus on just one guy.
0: It's crazy to me how people after Katie's first ring. Oh, KD has surpassed LeBron. He's passed the torch or he's received yeah. the torch from LeBron. Are you crazy? Le- LeBron took nobodies to the finals. He's been to the finals for eight years in a row. Yeah. KD couldn't even make the finals until he got to... Well, he made it once with and Russ and got, Harden. Got slapped. Got slapped well, five, by LeBron. Five games. Right? And then he couldn't make it back until he joined... The best team in the world. The best team, arguably oh, the best team I ever. I forgot
1: to mention he had James Harden, too, when he was on the Thunder for a few years. It wasn't the James it was, Harden. It wasn't the James, but he right. was still putting up 16 on right. the Right, he was that's, still great. It's a very respectable Yeah, and had Serge player. Ibaka, who was a great role player yep. for them at that time, too. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. So, this guy, he hasn't done anything remotely close to what LeBron has no, done. No, not at all. And, not, and neither of us are LeBron lovers or KD haters. Like, this is purely, like, a neutral...
1: I, I think I'm borderline KD hater. Are you borderline?
0: I'm, I'm not borderline yeah. KD hater, but...
1: It's, I can't stand him.
0: People, people that say like he's even close to being second, or like in this era, yes, yeah. he they always label him as second, and KD always like, I'm tired of being second. I'm tired of being second. And you saw when he won that first ring yeah. over LeBron, he wasn't any happier. No, he won the second ring over LeBron, he wasn't any happier. He still knows. The second he ring. Knows. He wasn't
1: even remotely happy. It was yeah. a sweep too. But yeah, he, he knows. Just knows it in his mind that nobody cares. Exactly. Nobody and, then, cares.
0: and then when you talk about leaders of the team, I wanna I wanna get into this. And I know that you're not a big fan of this guy right now, Kyrie Irving. Mm. There's been some a little bit of media drama mm. this great past time. week, past week and a half, with him in the Celtics. So I wanna ask you, in your opinion, to me, I think Kyrie could be a great leader, and I think he will be a great leader. I wanna ask you, do you think Kyrie can lead a championship team?
1: No. And before we get into the details, I wanna play this interview he had earlier this week. It was a big deal for me because
0: I had to uh call Braun, you know, and tell him like you know, I apologize for <laughs> being that young player that wanted to everything at his you know, at his fingertips and I wanted everything to uh be at You know, my threshold, I wanted to be the guy that led us to the championship. I wanted to be the leader. I wanted to be all that. And, you know, the responsibility of being the best player in the world and leading a team is something that's not meant for many people. And Brown was one of those guys that came to Cleveland and tried to really show us us what it's like to win a championship. And it was hard for him. And uh, sometimes getting the most out of the group, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And um, like I said, only fewer few are are meant for it or chosen for it. And, you know, I feel like the best person to call was him because – you know, he's been in the situation, you know, he's, he's been there with me where I've been the young guy of you know, being a 22-year-old kid and, you know, wanting everything, wanting everything right now, you know.
1: Okay, here we have Kyrie talking about he called LeBron after the game. I think they just beat the Raptors a couple nights ago. And he calls LeBron and he apologizes for, you know, being that guy. And I think earlier in the week, too, he mentioned he had some comments about the team being, right. oh, these guys don't, they're too young. They don't know what it takes to win a championship. Uh, I'm just going to pause you right there, Kyrie, because just a year ago, they were in Game 7 of the conference final Mm -hmm. without you, five minutes away from taking LeBron out and going to the finals for the first time in maybe eight, seven years at the time, and he was nowhere to be found on the bench. Where was Kyrie? Where were you? It's Game 7, conference final. What's more important if you want to be a leader on this team? And why I'm so tired of this guy is... Leaders don't need to go in public and say, Mm -hmm. I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. They don't need to go and say, I've talked to LeBron. I've apologized for being that guy. Just do it. Just lead. Another thing I have an issue with is he's throwing his team under the bus. He's saying, yeah, "Yeah, I called LeBron because I was that guy. I was this. I was that. Alluding to the fact that these guys, in being Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, the young core of the Boston Celtics are saying, I want to be the leader. Last year, we made the run. You know, I, I'm not happy with my shortened minutes. I'm not happy with this. Mm. I, want to, I want to be the reason we go all the way. And he says, you know, I called LeBron and said, I was that guy. I was this. I was that. So the fact that you came out in the media and you bash your teammates mm-hmm. and then Jalen Brown responds to you in the media. And then later you come out and say, oh, I called LeBron and apologize for everything that these young kids right. are doing because right. I see it in myself. Just lead. Stop talking. Stop talking. Like, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear this guy saying, I called this guy, I called that guy. Mm-hmm. Leave it. Just lead. There's no need for you. Like, I think I was watching uh, Inside the NBA, and Kenny was talking about, in college I was the guy. Yeah. In the pros, he played with Hakeem. Right. He was the second guy. Yeah. And he goes, Hakeem led by example. Hakeem was the first guy on the tour bus. Uh, on the tour bus. The first guy <laughs> on the the coach bus when they're going to road games, right? So, stuff like that. You go on the bus, you see Hakeem is there first. You go in the gym, you see Hakeem is there first. Mm-hmm. Hakeem is not telling you, I'm going to be the first on the bus, or I'm going to be the first in the right. gym, or I'm going to be the first to do that. It doesn't work like that. You mm-hmm. got to just do it. That's my issue with Kyrie.
0: Nike. Now, the reason why I'm going to disagree with you is because not all leaders lead the same way. Now, you you, you don't want him to be a vocal, or you, you don't want him to be in the media and saying, you know, I did this, I did that, calling out teammates. I
1: just don't think bashing your teammates is going to uh, do you.
0: Uh, of course. And, and that is to his fault. But there's been so many great leaders that have bashed their teammates in public, in the media. Kobe Bryant did it to Shaq. How did
1: that go?
0: He still won. Doesn't matter how that went. I mean, Shaq he left still won. won. Shaq he left, left and one Kobe won more. Later, won. but. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. Talk uh, talk uh, about, you talk uh, about uh, <laughs> the instant,
1: like, Shaq left and won a championship
0: without it. Yeah, wait, wait, what do you want? But um, Kobe had no, nobody after that, which that is still his fault. But. It's Kyrie's first year of even being a leader. Last year, he didn't even get the experience to be a leader because he was on the bench, like you said. Bad move for him not to be in Game 7, but leaders make mistakes too. Just because he's a leader doesn't mean he can't do any mistakes. It's his first season. He's still growing. And I think, to me personally, he's by far the best player on that team. He is the leader of that team. You're going to tell me Jason Tatum is better than him?
1: Not right now.
0: No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right now, he's so a right now he, he he's the only one that I know of that brings championship caliber. Maybe Aaron Baines does, but what's what's Aaron Baines gonna lead? His coach. Well, Al Horford won in college, back to back. Okay, okay don't give me the college. Uh, Al Horford is, it could be a great leader as well. Yeah. But by far, when you look at that team, he's the face of the franchise. Yeah. Right. So as the face of the franchise. You have to be outspoken sometimes if you if you want to lead like that. Kobe was outspoken. That's how he led. He trash talks his teammates. He punches teammates yeah. during practice. Is that a leader? Well, we think not because that's not how we would lead. But that's how Kyrie Irving decides to lead.
1: I want to show you Jalen's comments to to the Kyrie. To Kyrie, team. yeah.
0: We just gotta have each other's back. At the end of the day, we can't make comments. We can't point
1: fingers. Um, we just got to continue to empower each other and have each other's back. If we, if we don't, we point start, point fingers, everybody's going to go into their own little shell. We got to continue to play basketball. It starts from the top to the bottom. Not from the bottom to the top, but from the top to the bottom. So we got to
0: continue to empower each other and, uh, and and make the best of this. We got, we got a lot of talent, and um, we know what we're capable of doing. We just got to matter of going out and doing it, playing free, playing loose, having fun.
1: So you hear it? Mm Jalen Brown is saying, we got to have each other's backs. We can't be making comments. So this is now a young guy who's stepping up and saying, you know what? We get it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go and tell people that in the media that, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. The young guys aren't accustomed to winning. When first of all, that's not even true because they are winning. They won last year. They had a winning culture last year. They were not expected to do anything. And they went to game seven of the conference final. So they pushed LeBron to the end. They were almost there. Mm -hmm. They just needed a vet. Okay. Understandable. I.e. Kyrie. Keep exactly. Going. Understandable. Right. But you can't be going out in the media and saying what he's saying. It's not leader. I get it. He's almost like it's trial and error in front of all of our eyes. Like he's trying different things. No, right. I don't. It's I wouldn't say that. No way. No, I think Harvard, he's and trying error. to find himself as a leader. Like he's going out because I think he did apologize to Jalen Brown about his comments a couple of days after he said For sure. Them. But it's just stop talking. And you met, you sent me the video a couple of days ago. My first response: I'm like, this guy <laughs> talks too much. Nobody cares, man. Like, first of all, this is somebody you're competing against in the league. Why are you calling him midseason and and saying sorry? That's you already great. left two years ago. It's done. What's done is done. Just lead, move forward, and that's it. I don't want to hear you bring back this and bring back that. And I had to call this guy. No, no, no. Stop being a child. Lead the team one, and
0: win. One of the greatest things about being a leader is owning up to your mistakes. It's another way how you lead by example, by saying, you know what? I realized I'm wrong. I know what I did wasn't the best thing and I apologize for it. Yeah, and that you gets you respect to that the person. Public. doesn't matter if you do it in public or in private because, well, you already made a mess in public. You might as well try to clean it up in public. The fact that he had like the guts, you know, and the courage to call LeBron and be like, you know what, bro? I was wrong. I see those kids. They, they're exactly like how I was when I was a kid. So now he understands. You know, people always say you don't understand until you're in that situation. You're in that Mm -hmm. scenario. So now that he sees who he's trying to lead and who he's trying to bring the best out of, he's like, wow, I see a lot of myself in these kids when I was with LeBron. So the fact that he just apologized to LeBron. And LeBron is like, these these guys call each other all the time mid-season. You act like they don't talk at all mid-season. These guys get advice on each other because they
1: don't go on and say it.
0: But they do. They say we call each other mid-season. DeMar and Kyle, they're best friends. Sure, they're on Those those guys are not
1: competitors, man. Yeah,
0: 100%. But, I mean, LeBron, you share a championship bond the with Mark this guy. LeBron are dating, bro. <laughs> but you, these guys talk during the season all the time. They get advice from each other during the season all the time. Whether we see it or not, they do it. And yeah. all the whole tampering thing, that happens all all throughout the season as well which is another subject from another day yeah. but you can't fault this guy for learning how to lead and he's going to choose the way he wants to lead and if it works with the team because you saw what he did against toronto yeah we were watching that together yeah, and i, I, I was the game upset.
1: after he had 38 11 and 6 and so if it's
0: working and everything is good now you know but mind you they're happen-
1: playing at home on the road they're a whole different team yeah, this sure. is a known Fair fact enough. from the beginning of the year they, they're they a great home team
0: but if it's going to work going forward and if the apology makes things better if maybe they both learn from that situation you know jalen brown learns something out of kyrie kyrie learns something out of jalen brown they get better and, and and you know what it wasn't such a bad thing people get into arguments all the time people get into beefs all the time mid-season it always 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 happens it's impossible to avoid it it's like a workplace
1: yeah okay let's talk about pick and roll <sighs> what do you say
0: pick and roll pick and um, roll we had a
1: pretty good week last week i think i went five and zero, and i hit a spread
0: and you hit the spread i, I, did. I, I Golden challenged State you about that spread. that was huge yep. insane
1: go and say one by 18 but you had it you had to get out in four and one better than um, the first week for definitely sure better than the first week so uh, the matchups that we're going to look at this week are uh, Golden State and L.A. on Monday. No LeBron. No LeBron. And then you got San Antonio, Philly, and then Denver, Utah on Wednesday. And then you got Pelicans, Thunder on the Thursday. And then the Raptors and the Rockets on Friday. So, Golden State, L.A., who you got?
0: I'm going to go with Golden State. I know that L.A. beat them the first i think was the first meeting they played it when lebron went down with the injury yeah but they were just playing inspired basketball at that point so i'm not going to give la the nod there i'm going to have golden state by 13 they got dc back i'm going to give them 13 point win over the Lakers. golden
1: state did not forget about getting slapped on christmas day by 30 to these young guys oh yeah and i think the lakers are playing houston this weekend as well so Couple tough challenges. Also, is Zubat ever going to get you 26 and 12 off 12 of 14 shooting? Because that's well, how they beat bro. the Thunder. Right. Uh, I, I just don't see it. So I got Golden State winning this one by 12. Uh, oh, San Antonio, wow. Philly. This is a nationally televised game. Ooh. I'm going to go San Antonio by five. They're just scorching right now, and I can't take a non pop team on a nationally televised game.
0: For that exact same reason, I'm going to go San Antonio by seven. It's an away game, but there's no better coach to coach your team in an away game than Coach Pop. Nationally televised game, like you said. I think because it's a national televised game, is gonna be a bit more pressure on the Sixers, more pressure on Joel Embiid, which I think he'll still come up big, but more pressure on Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, eh, you know, like he's a he's a great player, but sometimes he doesn't make the best. It seems to have
1: died down from the Ben Simmons hype. It was like a really good rookie year, and then everyone was like, "All right." What can't are you going to show ball. us now? You're like a one-trick pony at this point. You
0: can't shoot the ball. He's a six-eight point guard that can't shoot. What are you going to do with that, right? He doesn't so,
1: want to. I think he started shooting recently, scared. but still. He's
0: scared to shoot because he knows. He's, if you seen his release, it's it's, oh <laughs> it's
1: atrocious. God. Yeah. This next matchup was uh, kind of tough. tough for me. Yeah, oh. I didn't know what to choose, so I want to hear what you got to say. I I went back and
0: forth. When I wrote this down, I scratched off like four times. I didn't know who I wanted to win or who I thought was going to win. Denver's playing away, which if they were playing at home, you know, the whole high altitude, whatever, I'm like, you know what? It's Denver for sure. But I'm going to stick with Denver. I'm going to say they win by seven points. They've just been a hot team this year. Utah... Has been sometimes inconsistent. We don't know which Utah team they're gonna, we're going to get. We know they've been a bit better. You're I gonna I give I, me that alley-oop? I love Joe Ingles. This guy talks the most trash in the league. Looks like he works at Home Depot.
1: See what he called uh, Blake of flop? Yeah, his to his face. face. Yeah. So he talks
0: crap to fans. It's, ama- it's amazing. <laughs> it's um, said he looks
1: like he works for Home Depot. Yeah,
0: but I, I'm going to go with Denver. I think their firepower is amazing. I think Jokic is one of the most all-around centers you've ever seen in our lives. So, I'm going to go Denver by seven.
1: Yeah, you, you bring up Jokic. He's, I think, having the best assist season of a big man. Yeah, and, it's and insane. Being in history, so. Right. Seven and a half a game is exceptional. So I'm going to go Utah plus four because Utah's on a six-game winning streak right now. They're hot. They're scorching. They're in seventh in the West, and they're playing at home, like you said. So I'm going to go Utah plus Mm. four. Pelicans and Thunder, I'm going to go Thunder by seven. AD's out the next couple weeks with a sprained finger. Oh, Lord. And the fact that he has to score 46 for them to lose by four, I'm not high on this team at all. I think they got Miritich back. They got Peyton back, but... You're missing 30 plus points, Your best 10 plus guy. rebounds a game. And there's no chance.
0: I went OKC by seven as well for the same exact reason you uh, you just said right now. OKC is also at home, and I have no faith in New Orleans to win a game against one of the top seeded teams in the West. So there's no chance they're even going to come close. With AD, without AD, even worse.
1: You got to put credit where it's due though, because we did have a fair share of bashing the Pelicans this year. But they're looking pretty good now. They got Miretic and Peyton back. They're moving up in the standings. I think they're about 10th or 9th right, right now. Um. So they're they're moving up, but the last matchup, Toronto, Houston. I got Toronto by eight last time. I picked uh, Boston, Boston over Toronto, and you know I got that right. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I think Houston is gonna. Or sorry. I think Toronto is gonna win this one by eight. Kawhi's resting this weekend. He's looking good. I think they're gonna put him on James Harden because there's really nobody else on the team. They did get Eric Gordon back, but they're still without Clint. They're still without CP. And that kid, I think House Junior. House, he got. Oh, uh, yeah, he got He, a lot of AT, he was AT. he was doing pretty well for yeah. them, and then they they didn't really come to an agreement with contracts. So Houston's hurting. Kawhi's resting. I got Toronto by
0: eight. I'm a little bit upset with the Raptors right now because we watched that game together, the Raptors-Boston game, and we I saw personally how down the stretch they just gave Kawhi the ball and let him shoot. Yeah. Straight line, no arc, kind of threes for five, six possessions in a Front row. Rim. And the way they closed, they had a four-point lead, and I looked at you during that game. I was like. And you guessed the spread of seven points, right? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, this is a game that Raptors can lose by seven, yeah. and they lost by nine they that lost game. By so nine, yeah. I'm a little bit, I'm I'm really upset with the Raptors with with how they played during that game, how they closed out the game. wasn't impressed at all with Nick Nurse and what he was deciding to do with Kawhi. So I'm going to go Houston by five. James Harden has been putting up stupid numbers. I think if they keep it even relatively close, James Harden is going to close it out for them. They got Eric Gordon back, and they also sent Kenneth Freed, which I don't know what he's going to do. He's been kind of lost in the NBA recently. Not even recently, but for the past maybe four or five years. Maybe this will give him a good chance to kind of reinvent himself even uh, as a player. So I'm going to go Houston by five, and they're playing at home.
1: Okay, interesting. Uh, This takes us to... The third overall, Hall of Fade. So, last couple times, we had a couple big guys in there. We had Nurkic, and then we had Aldridge. This I, week, I there is absolutely no question yes. who our pick is. This gentleman had a great week. He had himself a couple back-to-back 50-point games. I think one of them was a loss to the Nets. Shout out, Brooklyn oh, Nets. Oh, my Brooklyn Nets. Right oh, yes. Yeah. But we got James Harden. His first game was against Memphis. They won that one by 18. He had 57 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. And then the loss against Brooklyn two days later, he had 58 points, 10 rebounds, 6-6, one steal. Back to back. What he's doing now is incredible it's funny we bring up that conversation last week Kobe versus Harden and I think all I'm hearing in the media now is <laughs> Kobe who's Harden, better, Harden. Yeah, who's a better scorer Kobe versus Harden so what Harden's is doing now is, is exceptional and we got to definitely congratulate I, challenge,
0: I challenged him last week I was like maybe if Harden puts up some more big games we yeah. will we'll give him the hall of fate and yeah, that's he, what he did I think he was listening to he's been listening yeah. shout out to James Harden thanks for listening yeah
1: so this does bring us to a conclusion ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for your continuous support just in case you didn't know we are on Spotify SoundCloud Google Google Play, Apple Podcasts, everything that you want to listen to, we got. And uh, we are now on Facebook as well, if you want to search us at The Fade Away. Right. Uh, we're on YouTube, YouTube as well at The Fade Away, so it's pretty consistent. And uh, thank you guys so much. Tune in next week. Thank you, guys.